Good morning. Happy Thursday. I'm Greg. Welcome to the Daily Bible Wrap-Up, where I go through the readings for the day for the reading plan that I'm following that's available in the show notes. usually record this a few days in advance. The day that I'm recording this, early in the morning, it is cold outside. I love it. The first crisp day of the fall of the year. It's 45 degrees outside, nice little breeze. I'm going to go out just a little bit and try to jog 10 miles. <laughs> Pray for me. <laughs> of course, by the time you see or listen to this, that will be way in the past. So our readings for today, Psalm 119, 17 through 24, 1 Thessalonians 5, we finished that letter, and Jeremiah 25, 15 through 26. So from the Psalm 119 reading, I'm going to read to you verse 24, which is the end of the segment for today there. Your laws please me. They give me wise advice. Now, the psalmist realizes that God's commands are for his best interest. Understanding that removes the stubbornness to obeying, if you really understand it. Now, on, we still have to fight with temptation. That doesn't go away. We're, it's the world that we're living in. So, in my opinion, when we turn to walk by the Spirit, we do so because we understand the Spirit provides that wise direction to help us avoid unwise decisions. But it's not automatic. We have to seek out and use this gift, gift and we have to do it constantly. It's not a one and done. It's, it's, you're constantly building up. But in some ways, that's good. Because with anything, really, the more that you use it, you have to maintain it. But to use it, you keep it in working order. They, um, What's that saying? You uh, use it or lose it, something like that. So you have to exercise muscles. This is the same thing you're exercising. But I think it also gives an opportunity for grace should we slip up. Because we will. We're not perfect. We will. And so when that happens, instead of being excessively hard on ourselves, which I tend to be, in that moment, maybe a better approach is to remember that God's laws give us wise advice. So we give us a little bit of grace, learn from it, move on. New Testament, we're finishing up 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I'm going to read for you verse 2. Quote, the day the Lord's return will come unexpectedly like a thief in the night. Now, we have, as children of the light, we're supposed to be on guard. Quote from verse 6, not asleep like the others. Now, here I see asleep meaning ignorant, whether willfully or not. We just have to realize that two things. Our time in time is not our home. It's temporary. It's really short in the grand scheme of things. It's an opportunity for us to learn and grow in faith for our heavenly reward and existence in eternity with God. But also, for some of us, we're going to be alive when Jesus comes back. And you, you want to be prepared for that at all times. Now, getting back to what we were saying in the psalm, I often worry, well, what if it, he comes back at that one moment 
where I messed up and I gave into sin, gave into temptation rather and sinned. Because it's going to happen, like I said before. Well, it's it's okay. It's okay. Um, I, prepared means you've prepared your heart, and and I I I don't really see that you're going to miss the boat, so to speak, just because you happen to be um, in a moment of. Uh, temptation when it actually happens. That's I, I got. I just have a strong feeling about that. I can't support that biblically that that I'm aware of because I'm not a biblical scholar. As I've said, I'm just like you. I'm a Christ follower who is rather immature in their knowledge and their exercise of the faith, and just trying to learn from it. So we can learn together. Got off on a tangent, like I often do. If you're familiar with the podcast. Now, verse 7, quote, Night is the time when people sleep and drinkers get drunk, but let us who live in the light be clear-headed, protected by the armor of faith and love, and wearing as our helmet the confidence of salvation. So uh, here's another statement for me about, uh, I've, I've talked about my decision journey to forego alcohol because I say it takes it takes me away from the spirit. This references it exactly. It, we are who live to live in the light to be clear-headed. And one thing alcohol does is that it kind of murks the head. You're not clearly thinking, although at the time you might think you are. So for me, another reason, keep on going on. I'm doing well with that, by the way. It's it's it's. I'm, I'm rather amazed with it. I have absolutely zero desire um, for alcohol. And... Uh, that's just by the grace of God. It's like, I'm, and I have no issues with those who do enjoy alcohol. But for me, um, I had prayed about it in the past because I realized that it was something that when I did drink, I was being kept away from the spirit. And uh, well, eventually, God's time. It was right. Now, Paul then closes with final advice honor leaders in the lord's work warn the lazy and encourage the timid in faith remember we are to be bold in our faith do not pay back evil with evil always be joyful never stop praying do not stifle the holy spirit and stay away from evil old testament we are still in jeremiah and will be in jeremiah for jeremiah for some time it must be like the second longest book. Uh, uh, I, I'm thinking first is Isaiah. Um, I'll have to look that up at some point in time. I'm just getting that impression. Leviticus seems kind of long, but I think that's just because Leviticus is Leviticus. I digress. Jeremiah 25 verse 15 is where we pick up the story. At first I thought that this was all an illusion, talking about take this cup that I'm giving you and have all the nations drink from it. And I'm like, okay, that's an illustration of, if I said illusion before I meant illustration, it's an illustration of um, Jeremiah, maybe taking the message to all of the um, kingdoms. But, but on, on second reading, I'm like, no, I think that God actually provided a cup. I kind of go back and forth on this a little bit. I'm not really sure. Um, read it yourself a couple of times. And is it an actual cup that God has Jeremiah go around to the uh, kingdoms that he's directed to go to and say, hey, 
here's a cup. I'm going to fill it up with some water. It's really actually filled with God's anger, but I'm not going to tell you that. I'm going to fill it up with some water and go ahead and drink. And now you have sealed your fate. I don't know. But Jeremiah complied and all who drank from it suffered, whether it was drinking literally or figuratively. Jeremiah 26 begins with another message to Jeremiah. I wonder how many distinct messages Jeremiah received and how he received them. Think about that. So he's getting messages. Are they thoughts in the head? Is it a voice? I think uh, for the most part in my time, when I feel that I'm being influenced by the spirit, it's, it's a thought. It is something that comes into my head that most likely I wouldn't have thought on my own. It's like, oh, okay, I got that now. There has been at least one time, maybe just one time, I'm, I'm afraid I might be forgetting another, but I remember definitely one time when I heard the voice. I'll tell that story again at some other time. And yet even then it wasn't, it wasn't an audio voice in its, it kind of wasn't. Uh, what's the best way to describe this? Because if I say, well, if it wasn't an audio voice, well, then Greg, it was a thought. No, it was more than a thought. It was like a, 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 a direct conversation, a direct command right then and there. Um, so either way, though, Jeremiah is getting these messages. It just says that the message came to Jeremiah. So that, again, sounds like thoughts. But anyway, this message is early in Jehoiakim's reign. It's another chance to repent before destruction. Repent and God will change his mind. There's a lot of that going on, it seems like. But if you don't repent, you know what's coming. But it's in verse 6, so I'll read it to you. Then I will destroy this temple as I destroyed Shiloh, the place where the tabernacle was located. And I will make Jerusalem an object of cursing at every nation of the earth. What was the people's reaction? Kill him. Jeremiah gained allies, though, and some wise old men who gave a couple of examples in the past where kings listened to similar messages and repented, and that's fair doom. Now, a high cam in particular was one who stood up for Jeremiah and persuaded the court not to turn him over to the mob to be killed. So that's it for today. Walk by the spirit today. We'll catch it up. We'll pick it up again tomorrow. Take care. Thank you.